0: This is Live is Mike. Check one, two. With Lee Sperry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Sperry on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. 106 is the time. A little bit of March Madness happening today. You can uh, be sure every 15 minutes here to get March Madness updates on KSL News Radio. Very informative. Looking forward to those each and every uh, time we take a break. Um, let me give you a little heads up on what is coming. Uh, in about a half hour from right now, I'm very much looking forward to uh, a conversation I'm going to have with the director of an organization called uh, Pink Pistols. It's called Pink Pistols and it's an LGBTQ gun owners group. The the director of that organization is a woman named uh, Ermia Fanayan, a name you may have heard before as uh, she was the co-founder of March for Our Lives, Salt Lake City. Now, the, the reason this conversation came together, I was yesterday looking over some data that indicates, well, first off, it started as nationwide data, that the FBI has conducted more background checks for the purchase of firearms over the past few months or so than at any time ever in history. And, you know, I'm, I am a Second Amendment enthusiast, I uh, am a firearms hobbyist. I believe very strongly in everything that the Second Amendment represents and what it guarantees us in terms of rights as American citizens. And so the the firearm stories always get my attention. And I have been throughout this past year and a half tracking very closely the uptick in firearm sales. What I didn't know until just yesterday, I kind of presumed it, but I didn't know it for certain until just yesterday, was that Utah Utah is leading the nation in first-time gun buyers. Utah, the increase in FBI background checks uh, for firearms purchase here in the state of Utah is greater than anywhere else, or at least the rate of increase is uh, here in Utah higher than anywhere else in the nation. And it, to me, begged the question, who are these first-time gun buyers? And so as I did a little bit of research, a little bit of talking to folks, I I came to learn uh, that uh, the woman with whom we'll be speaking in about a half hour, Ermia Fanayan, she, again, the co-founder of March for Our Lives. Remember that organization? March for Our Lives is now the owner of an AR-15 herself and the director of the Salt Lake City chapter of Pink Pistols, an LGBTQ gun owners group. So how do you go from uh, founding March for Our Lives to now heading up an organization uh, that promotes gun ownership, uh, I can't wait uh, to hear the, the, to hear the the pathway, to hear the story, and to have uh, a friendly conversation uh, with Miss Finayan. That's coming up again at one thirty-five. Be sure to tune in to that. Uh, also, later on, we'll be speaking with Ben McAdams. Uh, he it was a year ago today that he checked uh, into the hospital after having come down with uh, COVID nineteen. And uh, it wasn't easy for him. Uh, and uh, we, you know, we kept up with him as he uh, recuperated. We'll touch base again now uh, a year later. See uh, how he's doing today. If he turned into one of those long haulers, uh, and other insight he might have uh, in terms of uh, this COVID nineteen. Right now, though, uh, I need to uh, I need to make good on a promise. <clears throat> on Tuesday of this week, Governor Spencer Cox joined me, and we discussed. Uh, a partnership between his office, uh, our station, the Utah Food Bank, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and Associated Food Stores, uh, and it is to uh, get food into the bellies of hungry Utahns. That's as simple as it is. The Feed Utah Food Drive is happening tomorrow. A little bit of background first. It's estimated that there are over half a million Utahns, 511,000 Utahns, who are facing hunger. W- what does that mean? It uh, it means <clears throat> that today, this Friday, you know, as their day marches on, there is uncertainty as to where the next meal will come. There is uncertainty as to whether or not uh, the sparse food on the shelves of these nearly half a million Utahns, if that will be able to spread thin enough to fill the bellies of the family living under the roof there. One in five Utah children don't have enough to eat. One in five Utah children uh, lives in a food insecure situation. What does that mean? Well, (laughs) it means that as they sit in class or uh, sit behind the, the tablet loaned to them by the school, that their stomach is growling and that there are hunger pangs uh, shooting through them. <clears throat> that means, further, uh, that they're not, they're not getting their lessons. They're not performing that well on the tests means that their mind and their body is distracted from uh, the, the learning that ought to be happening in the classroom and is instead uh, stressed physically and mentally about uh, the next meal. What does that do? It's setting them up for failure. There are some cyclical things that go into food insecurity. And if you don't pick up the skills that you could learn in the school because you're distracted by your hunger, uh, well, when it comes time later in life uh, to, you know, to, to, to work and earn, uh, well, you, you're already starting from behind. But we can break that, and there's an opportunity to to break that cycle, uh, at least in small part. You know, you hope to to, to fix it all. Uh, can't quite do that, but we can certainly do our part. How do you do that? Well, uh, you need to think about what your resources are right now in terms of food. Look up and down uh, the the shelves in your own pantry, or open up your pocketbook. Do, do people call things pocketbooks anymore? Book, a po- okay, all right. Open up your pocketbook, <laughs> have a look inside and see if there are a few uh, extra dollars and cents there you might be able to pick up some non-perishable food and have it in a plastic bag outside your front door by 9 a.m. tomorrow. You do that, volunteers will be by to pick it up and make sure it finds its way to the Utah Food Bank and its partner agencies across the state. Ultimately, that food is destined for the bellies of those 511 Utahns, 511,000 Utahns who are facing hunger, including the one in five Utah children. That's 20%. That's 20%. Think about the carpool group, right? Maybe you've got one of those bigger SUVs, a few rows in the back. uh, You load up your child and their friends. There are at least five kids in the vehicle there. At least one of them may not have enough to eat, may have trouble sleeping because of that food insecurity, may have trouble studying. But you can help. You can fix that. Uh, And we spoke just the other day uh, with the governor explaining exactly how this program is going to work. People will come around. Um, our, many of our faith communities, their young people, young men and young women, will be, be coming around during this uh, this food drive uh, this this weekend, and, uh, and and it's an opportunity for people to just put bags of, of food out from their pantries out on their porches, and uh, the, these young people will pick it up. And, and again, it will just bless the lives of, of hungry Utah. This morning on Utah's Morning News with Tim and Amanda, the CEO of the Utah Food Bank, Jeanette Bott, uh, talked about how this this effort right here, gathering up these non-perishable foods, packaging them up in a plastic bag, and simply setting them outside your front door by 9 a.m. tomorrow, Saturday, March 20th, can be a great way to teach our family about helping others in need. You know, anything your family enjoys, another family will. This is a great opportunity for you to take your kids into your own pantry, let them select the items that they like to eat and let them put them in the bag. They can learn a lesson about how to donate. They can learn about hunger. Or if you're going to any of the associated food stores across the state, they're a partner in this. They have barrels and bins set up. If someone doesn't pick your product up on Saturday, go to the, to the, the closest associated food store, leave it there. It will still do what it needs to do, and we'll get it to those hungry kids. UtahFoodBank.org as well if you want to and are able to share a monetary donation. I feel real strongly about this. Uh, I've been hungry before. Uh, luckily, it wasn't prolonged and I was able to overcome it. But I understand uh, the discomfort and the frustration. I certainly don't understand it to the level, though, that these half a million Utahns are. It's an incredible uh, an incredible challenge. Uh, and the one in five Utah children, 20%, who don't always know where their next meal is coming from, can be helped by you. By 9 a.m. tomorrow, a plastic bag of your non-perishable foods outside your front door. Volunteers will come by and pick it up, and you will have done good. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I may have identified the Jonas Salk of the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, what's that mean? Well, I look forward to sharing it with you. I'll introduce you to uh, the scientists behind the first approved vaccine. That's next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is is KSL News Radio